Alrighty, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. We are a podcast all about the obnoxious and ridiculous things that the wealthy have bought through the ages. Well, bought or done, because as long as they've had money, they've been doing absolutely stupid and ridiculous things with it. Uh, I'm your host, Haley, and today is pretty special because I have a guest host with me. It's not Stephen or Katie. It is actually um, my good friend, George. George, say hi. Hello. Hello. So I actually met George uh, via the website Imager because I had been advertising our little podcast here. And uh, he thought that it sounded interesting. And then, as it turns out, George is just absolutely chock full of many topic ideas. And uh, because he's so chock full of many topic ideas, uh, we decided to have you on, didn't we? We did. Yeah. I kind of forced myself on, basically. I said, hi, I want to be on your damn podcast. And he said, <laughs> yes. And it happened. And then it happened, and God, it's so nice that uh, <laughs> things were just simple enough that you can just put yourself out there and be like, "Can I? Can I do this thing? Can you? Can you help yeah. me on this thing?" And then, yeah, sure, why not? We have the technology. I mean, I know that yeah. we're mostly technology uh, or technical difficulties. The podcast, but I mean, for the oh, most no. part, we've we've got this figured out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, what? Okay, so I'm going first. You are going first. Yeah, right, so, so. Do you uh, remember the Swan Car? Yes, I love the Swan Car. The Swan Car is obnoxious and ridiculous, yep. and it was built by carousel people, and I adore it. <laughs> it poops. <laughs> it poops. Well, I think I have something better. Well, I don't. How? How could you have something better than the swan car? All right, I've just received a photo. Oh my god, it's a Batmobile. What is Fuck this? Yeah. Okay, to describe very quickly what I'm looking at, it kind oh. of it's it's uh wait was it a, so this is a very tall car. It's got round like circular doors, and then it, it legit looks like. It looks like a Batmobile. This thing oh, is... Oh, yeah. Okay, it looks like a Batmobile. Do you want to know the story behind it? Yes. Okay, so... This car is a 1925 uh, Rolls-Royce Phantom, originally. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can kind of so see back, how that would be. Yeah. Back then... You didn't buy... If you wanted to buy a fancy car, didn't buy a car. You bought the chassis from Rolls-Royce or Bentley or whoever. Mm-hmm. And then they would either give your car or you would take their car to a coach builder who okay. would then put the body on it. Oh, so you basically just just bought the bare-bones skeleton and then you had to use your wealthy person's money and be like, make this sucker beautiful for me. Yeah, because they didn't understand, they didn't care about like aerodynamics or anything back then, so, you know, you could have whatever the fuck you wanted when you got I mean, basically. Swan, swan car is definitely a tribute to that. Swan car is uh, Ooh, literally yes. a swan on a on wheels. It's it's a swan on wheels, so... Yeah. I, yeah. So, this car... It didn't start out looking like this. It started out as a convertible made by the company Hooper. That was the okay. company that made the body. It was originally sold 
to someone in Detroit, but she, for whatever reason, didn't actually take delivery of it. So Instead, she just up and was like, no, I don't want this car. Yeah, basically. That's how wealthy she was, probably. Or... Uh, okay. So it then went to India, because it was the 1920s and we owned India back then, bitch. All the fancy cars went to India. That's just, yeah. that's just British colonialism. Yeah. It did, didn't it? <laughs> uh, and it stayed in India for a few years. And then it found itself in Belgium. That seems like Under, a, a weird transition to make. We just lost track of it for a little while, and then someone in Belgium was like, ah, uh, you know that Rolls Royce? Well, I let want me tell that. you why. So, it was in Belgium because Belgium has a coachwork company called... How the fuck am I going to say this? Jong... J-O-N... C... H-K... E... E-R-E. You threw me off Jean with Care. an H-K in there. I was trying to follow along and then, uh... Jam... Jam... Oh my god. Uh, I should have written that down while you were saying it. Yeah. So, this company... <laughs> and they made that body. For it. Okay. The reason nothing is known about it is because there was a massive fire at the place uh, in 1940. Okay. And everything about the car was just destroyed. All the records, everything. Okay, wait, no, no, no. So all the records were destroyed or the car was destroyed along with the records? All the records for the car. Okay, but the, the car, car was, was fine. Gone, but the car was like gone. It was in the hands of someone by then. Oh, but okay. All the records for it were gone. So no one knows who bought it, how much it cost, anything about it. Which is why, after the war, it was bought by a man called Max Doby. Okay. Hi, Matt. <laughs> who lived in America. And he was kind of like one of the first, like, classic car. Oh, uh, he was a like, classic car enthusiast. Yeah, the cars, so kind of like, cars were finally old enough that you could call them classic. Yeah. Well, you got to think, like, in the 1930s, the 1920s car was just a like, used car, you know? Yeah. So anyway, he... You notice how in, in the 1970s picture, it's gold, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's real gold. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. What part of this is real gold? The entire car is painted in several pounds of gold. The, oh my god, that's why it's yellow. Oh. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what I was looking at. Okay, to our listeners, first of all, go to our Instagram, so that way you can go ahead and, and see this photo that uh, George shared with me, so our Instagram is outrageously unnecessary, but the the photo it's it's a four panel photo and one says like oh 1940 when then 1970 the 1970 image of this car is it just is a weird sepia yellow color and i was kind of like nah that's kind of a gross mustard color to to go ahead and slap onto this car that's fine i guess but no it's gold it is a gold like, is this George Leaf? Or, or, sorry, George, is this, is this like a gold leaf? Or is this, 
I don't I, know. It just said several pounds of gold. Just several pound pounds of pounds of gold. Of gold? Like we're not even yeah, we're not even measuring this. You have to measure it in its weight. I yeah. hate everything. Please continue. <laughs> so, the reason why he painted it in several pounds of gold, other than because he was like fucking wealthy, <laughs> was because. Do you remember how I said that all the records for it were destroyed? Yeah. He realised that. He also realised that at the time, King... Oh, what was it? King... Edward the Eighth, one, The one who abdicated. This would be... This would be... Uh, uh, Elizabeth's dad, right? Yeah, not, not Elizabeth's dad, because Elizabeth's dad was George. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm so bad with English history. Uh- <laughs> That's about with American history. So anyway, this car was claimed to have been owned by King Edward VIII. Okay. Because it was like a traveling circus thing. A t- so people would pay money to see this car. Oh my god. <laughs> the Royal Rolls, it was called. The, the Royal, Royal Rolls. Oh, I love it. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So so, so it's just a little it's a little I mean the I mean the traveling exhibition thing really kind of died out in the early 1900s, so it kind of warms the cold cockles of my heart that these these gross people are still getting people to pay money. Nowadays, to be like, do you want to see my fancy car? The only way that I'll let you see my fancy car, <laughs> I'll be on this street corner at this time and you pay me 10 pounds. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, please do continue. The, the royal rolls. Yep. Uh, and then in about 1980, it goes to Japan. Because. Basically, it basically seems to be the case that wherever there is money in the world, there is also this car. Yeah, this this is a very well-traveled car. Yeah. So in 1980s, it's still covered in, in, in you know, just a bajillion well, pounds of gold? this is the thing, because you see how in the current image, it's black, right? Yeah. That was because, so... About 2001, it was bought by the Peterson Automotive Museum. Uh-huh. They restored it and painted it black. But what happened to the gold? Went away. It was, it was, it was, it was found in Japan in about 2001, I think. Or it was exported from Japan in about 2001. Okay. With, like, bare metal on it. Oh, oh, so they found it with none of the gold on it. Yeah. Oh. They just thought, well, no, Japan just, stole the gold. <laughs> well, I presume that what actually happened was our friend Mr. Max ran out of money and was like, well, shit, I, I've got all this gold on this car. I, I need to... <laughs> so I he refilled his coffers by scraping the 
gold off of his car because he wasted all of that gold in the first place being an ostentatious fuck and just painting his car. Oh, that's a beautiful sort of irony. Oh, that makes me very happy. I don't actually know because Little Vicky's family has known about the car. Yeah. But it was actually entered into like a concours event. Okay. Uh, and it it was it didn't win because there were not enough papers about it. Like so, so little was known about it that they were like, "Well, we don't know, so we have to. We can't award you this award." Huh. Yep. So that uh, is the Rolls Royce. That's the Royal Rolls. Oh. Yep. Oh, it looks like a Batmobile now. And I'm sad. I kind of wish that Japan hadn't, or that Japan hadn't exported it all, like, stripped down to its little sheet metal. Because, oh, that is, that's absolutely hysterical. That, yeah. So, like, but it was the American, it was, it was Matt who had decided, oh, I own this now. Let me cover it in gold, only to discover, like, oh, I can't afford having this. Why not just sell it to the whole car to someone instead of scraping it? There's so like many said, better options. So someone at some point must have must have gone. I have this car, but I don't want any of the gold on it, and no one knows who that was. It's a complete mystery. Oh, uh, someone just made a mistake. I'm telling you, someone someone made a poor decision because why not just have your car absolutely filled with just oodles of gold? Oh yeah. Oh. oh, oh! thank you for sharing that with me. That was very good. Yep. Yep. Okay. What do you have for me then? Ah, yes. Okay. So I have something very good for you. But first, I'm just going to explain that George will be coming back with a second topic after my topic because uh, it is a bit of a longer one. So that uh, you have not heard the last of George. He will be coming back after I'm done talking. But let us, without further ado, talk about someone who is not from the past two centuries, because uh, something that we kind of tend to focus on here on Outrageously Unnecessary is, um, well, uh, the past two centuries, because we can kind of associate with them a little bit better, you know? There was a lot of ridiculous shit happening around the Victorian times up till now. But I'm breaking from tradition, and I'm having us go back a little bit further. I'm going to take us all the way back to the years... 37 through 41 A.D. (laughs) I'm taking us all the way back about 2,000 years. Location, the Roman Empire. Um, Oh, God. This is going to be good. Yes, it is going to be good. And uh, for anyone who has listened to our past episodes, you may have heard uh, uh, Stephen talk about about a a certain Roman emperor. I will be mentioning said certain uh, Roman emperor, but uh, the focus is not on him. And I have to say, like, when Stephen started talking about this Roman emperor, I damn near shit myself because I thought he had stolen my topic because we don't discuss our topics beforehand. We surprise each other with them. Um, But in any case, I have free reign to tell you all about someone named Incitatus. Uh Incitatus was the prime example of wasted wealth because Incitatus wore jewelry of the finest caliber. He ate food mixed with gold leaf in an ivory Ah. bowl. (laughs) 
Uh, he would have liked the car then. I know he would have loved the car. The car, it, like, up uh, just right up on that shiny level that I think Incitatus is all about. Um, so uh, he also slept in a room that was made of marble. Um, so the whole the whole room was just carved marble. Uh, like the furniture, marble. What? Like the furniture made of marble, or just like the walls? Both. Yeah. So ever the whole the whole oh, okay. room the whole room marble. Um, which as someone who is currently looking for a slab of marble to put on top of my coffee table because I'm tired of my coffee table looking gross. Uh, marble's expensive. Very expensive. Yep. So expensive. It was even more expensive back then because they would have had to have marble very hard. Um, they would have had to have used, like, hand tools to get that Yeah, out. they oh. would have had to use, absolutely, they would have had to use, like, the hand tools, like, carve that out of wherever in the quarry they found it, and then haul it all the way to Incitatus's, uh private abode, and then, um, and then carve it into his rooms and furniture. This guy is a big baller, because uh, he also had his own private gardens, and uh, they were private to entertain guests in. Uh, he huh. was always attended by 18 servants at all times. And uh, you're, I, I can kind of hear the audience yelling at me, but Haley, how is this any different from any other weird rich guy we've heard about? Because he isn't just any rich guy. He is a rich horse. Oh my God. It's <laughs> kind of a delayed response from you. Um... So I just have to take time to... To, to, to process okay. the fact that he's a horse? <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen, like, Bodak Horseman. <laughs> is this it? Is, he, is, he, is, is this man a furry? Uh, no, this man... Is... <laughs> this is not... This is not Bojack Horseman's great ancestor. Uh, oh, this is an actual horse. This is an actual horse. So... Incitatus was the white stallion and favorite horse of Emperor Caligula. Ah, Caligula. Yes, so our dear darling Caligula, who Stephen talked about uh, briefly and about how Caligula would uh, roll around in uh, gold baths like Scrooge McDuck. Um, basically, uh, Incitatus's name means swift or at full gallop. Um, another source that I found said that it meant impetuous, which I found funny, but it seems like the, for the most part, everyone's agreeing that it means, you know, fast. Um, so just a little background on Emperor Caligula. Caligula is famous for being just absolutely fucking batshit as well as cruel. Uh, apparently. Uh, hmm? I thought you said cool, but cool. Yeah, cool. No, cruel. Like, like mean, awful, terrible human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe he was cool, but he was a dick about it, for sure. Um, apparently in his only four-year reign, so he, he only was emperor for four years, he fed people to wild animals, he committed incest with his sisters, uh, and he had conversations with the moon. <laughs> Does... I have a question. What? Did he fuck the horse? I don't know. I feel like he did not fuck the horse. Um, I I feel like I feel like this person is both crazy enough to and in love with his horse enough to. 
I I would kind of agree that maybe he would be crazy enough, but I think for the most part, he liked using Incitatus as um, kind of the, the prime example of just how fucking wealthy he was. Because again, he gave Incitatus a horse, private marble stables, like gold jewelry, and then would, and then 18 servants to like, cater to the horse at all times like basically Caligula's favorite thing was just showing the fact that he had power so I feel like maybe I feel like I feel like he wouldn't fuck the horse but I'm not ruling it out you know (laughs) isn't it like weird that Caligula hated the name Caligula that the name that he got yeah he absolutely like, hated it because it means little boots and like who the fuck wants to be king little boots <laughs> you know why he was called little boot uh i do it's from um his uh when he would follow around his father who was a, a war hero or whatever and uh would try to put on the caligulae the uh the what the romans wore those were their shoes in battle right yeah. yeah, look at me go. I know history. I'm here bringing you facts. Okay, but to continue on about the fact that Caligula is fucking crazy, let's all just think about the time that Caligula once declared war on the god Neptune, the god of the sea, and then ordered his <laughs> army to go to the ocean and just start stabbing the water. And then he declared victory and told his men to pick up the seashells as trophies. <laughs> so Caligula... <laughs> Was a lot of things, but one thing is for certain is that he absolutely loved his horse. Caligula claimed that Incitatus was the combination of all gods and should be treated as such. <laughs> so, a lot of a lot of these statements that I'm I'm bringing at you come from two different historians. One is named Suetonius. And one is called Cassius Dio. And uh, they wrote about Caligula a few decades after Caligula's reign. So it's really, it's all possible that this is all just kind of slander and uh, none of it is true. But I mean, these stories are too good for me to not bring up. I mean, um, the thing about history is that uh, a lot of what you hear mm-hmm. is not like a hundred percent true that's true but something's gotta be true right yeah it's all gotta stem from somewhere so um so uh to continue on about incitatus um incitatus the reason why he remains a thing of legend is because one of the most popular legends about caligula is that caligula loved incitatus so much that he made him a senator (laughs) That's true, that happened. <laughs> so, um, we believe that it isn't actually true, but the way that the legend goes is that uh, Caligula dressed up in citadas in uh, purple senatorial robes, and purple was the incredibly rare, expensive dye, so literally only, like, senators and royalty could wear this color. He gets a purple robe, throws it on in citadas, and um, and then takes him into the Senate and starts being like, welcome your new and uh, smart senator into your ranks, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh. Yeah, but the... the did, did they did they give him the position of master, though? 
Did they what? Did Senate Senate recognized him, but did they give him the position of master? Oh, they they totally didn't recognize him, mostly because we think this uh, that he wasn't actually made into a true senator. It was uh, most likely just all a um, big theatrical stunt done by Caligula. So uh, it was a theatrical stunt in that uh, Incitatus was never officially a senator and Caligula threatened it to the senators so as to humiliate them and show them how easy their job was, that their job was so easy a horse could do it. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> so he, he spent all the money, all the money, just being like, okay, here you go. Here is my beautiful white prize possession of a horse. He is your new senator. Because <laughs> he was just basically telling all the senators to fuck right off. So um, to kind of round off uh, our dear darling Incitatus, uh, let's yep. let's talk about the fact that you know how I was saying that Incitatus uh, had his own stables in private gardens. Yeah, so Caligula was actually really fond of throwing these super lavish parties in the horse stables, and then claiming. I feel like what? I, I feel like this guy would get on really well with the guy who had the horses in the elevator. Um, <laughs> He probably would. <laughs> what was that dude's name? It was like CKG Billings or something like that. Or yeah. at the horseback dinner, dude. I love him so much. Um, but anyways, what Caligula would do is he would throw these parties in the horse stables and he would invite all of these dignitaries. Uh, and the dignitaries would show up and be like, why the fuck am I at the stables? And Caligula would be like, oh, because Incitatus invited you. I didn't invite you, me Caligula. No, the horse invited you. He's the one throwing this party. And so, yeah, so he would just do that to show off Incitatus. Oh, and there was another time that Caligula found Incitatus a little horsey wife, and uh, her name is Penelope, and had them, like, officially married by a priest. <laughs> And then, and then there's another story that Caligula made the horse a certified priest. I don't know if that one's actually true or not, though. They didn't have cocaine back then. How the fuck is this guy so crazy? Um, I'm assuming, like, because he's the product of, like, a bunch of incest and probably head injuries, Caligula was fucking insane. He was nuts. There's a reason why he was murdered. Yeah. Question. Mm -hmm. Did Incicata live longer than Caligula? Did who live longer than Caligula? Did the horse live longer than... Oh, owner? I bet he did. I'm sure he did. <laughs> so, like, what happened to the horse after Caligula, like, died? I have like, no idea. I actually don't know. There's no, like, people only like reporting on, like, the fun, the fun crazy facts about Incitatus, but you don't really hear anything about about the aftermath because yeah you're right you're completely right Caligula was only in power for four years so what the fuck happened to the horse who lives for like you know 20 something but I, I you think is it wrong if think, I want to like, well, think the horse went to like a bar like a horse bar and was like you don't know me man you don't know who I, I am I used to be a real big deal <laughs> 
No, like, I'm just choosing to believe that he got to live out his little horsey life with his horse wife, Penelope. And uh, they had many champion, beautiful children. And Incitatus lived a good life, even if he wasn't living in his marble quarters anymore, eating grain mixed with gold leaf, which by all means, I don't think eating gold leaf every day is good for your digestive system. Okay, so that's all I have for you on our, our cute little incitatus. Um, so what is what is this other story that you wanted to tell me? I've been informed that it is a doozy, but I don't really know anything about it, as is tradition. 1979. Okay, good year to start in. 1979. Le Mans. Is, those of you who don't know, the famous 24-hour race happened every year in Le Mans. Does and does Le Mans still happen? Yeah, 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 yeah it still happens. Oh, every, every I don't year. know why, but I thought it ended in like the 90s or something like that. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, it goes through like lots of different like phases and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it, it's not one race. It's part of... So Le Mans is very famous, right? Mm-hmm. But... A lot, but like all the other races that make up this championship, of which the Mong is part of, are not as famous. And so they like always struggle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you'll see as we get on that one team always dominates. Okay. So, this is the story of three brothers. Three? Bill? Three brothers. Okay. Oh, two, two, only two of them really matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> to fuck off the third brother. It's like the Hemsworth brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So Bill and Don Whittington. Okay. These are the two main brothers. So the names I have to remember are Bill and Don. Yeah. Okay. They uh, arrived at the track... 1979. Okay. Bill had previously raced at Le Mans. Okay. They paid $20,000 1979 money. That's a lot. To be a part of the Crema team. Okay, so they just paid their way into into being on a specific team. $20,000. How much is that in today's money? That's a lot. That's well, 1979. Oh, that's so much money. Okay. But wait. It gets better. Oh, good. But let, let me just let me just send you a picture. I'm just going to send you a picture that summarizes this entire story. Okay. Oh. What are you seeing? Okay. Okay. Here is the the DEA. Oh, why is the DEA here? Um. I see. Yeah. A car, and it's being loaded onto or off of a truck. But why is the DEA here? <laughs> Don't we just tell you? Yes, please tell me why the DEA is here. The Whittington body for drug dealers. Oh, good. So, the, so Bill and Don are both drug dealers and they paid $20,000 to get into this race. Good. Yeah. Great. Tell me but about wait, the drug dealing okay. brothers. So, Bill and Don Whittington were kind of like daredevil, you know, People who did daredevil things. 
in the 1970s and 1980s. Mm-hmm. They were part of, like, aerobatic squadrons and stuff like that. But one day they decided, you know what? I want to go motor racing. <laughs> That's just a random desire. Just, I think I could do it. I could race a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they wanted to, so they paid $20,000 to be on this team. However, there were three drivers in the, in the team. The two brothers and the professional driver who I will tell you, well, yeah, Klaus, someone. Um, they said, we want to go first because if the car breaks down, we don't go. We don't get to go motor racing. They said, "No, no, no. Well, you, you. We have the plan. I'm not going to stick to it. But what? But what does it take for us to go first? Buy the car. Two hundred thousand dollars to buy the car. Oh my God! They're spending so much money just to get into a race. Is this worth it? <laughs> oh yeah. So." They had a bag in the, they had a bag, a duffel bag, they had taken to them all. Bear in mind, they were not actually planning on buying a car with a $500,000 in the bag. Where did they get $500,000 from? Drug dealing. From drug dealing, but like they just had it in a fucking duffel bag? Yep. And they're just walking around Le Mans being like, who's got a car I can buy? Like, what? Yeah. No, but the, I'm sorry. You're saying yes, and that's legitimately what they were doing. They were just like kind of walking around being like, I'll buy your car off of you. They, they had a bag that had a $500,000 in it. It's about a million dollars in today's money. And they just said, we want to buy a car from you for... This much money. Okay, fine. So they won the race. Oh. They won them all. Oh. In so the the car that they had was it it's based on a Porsche 911, right? Okay. So in the mall, there are two categories basically. There's like road cars, cars based on road cars, uh-huh. and then there's like real like purpose-built racing cars. Okay. They beat them because they had windshield wipers. <laughs> their car That's could the go most in the 70s thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. It, it started raining and uh, we were the only ones who had windshield wipers so we could actually see where we were going. Man, that is a Marvel invention right there. Yeah. Actually, they didn't really do that much driving. They just kind of were like, because the, the professional driver was actually a really good driver. So, they were like, wait, well, where the fuck were they the entire time? Were they just sitting inside of their car they, they, that they, they just they bought driving, off of somebody? They, they didn't. So they drove for like six hours each. And the professional driver, driver, driver drove for like 12 hours. So, yeah. Why is the they professional drove, driver just getting all of their drug money right now? He probably was. Oh, okay. Well, then at least there's some fairness in that. Yeah, I'm just saying he deserves some of the drug money. Yeah. 
So, after the race, they, they said, we would like some more of those, of these cars. So they bought two more, using the rest of the $500,000 that they have in the bag. In their duffel bag that they're just walking around with. Yep. Uh, and then they said, well, we are going to go back to America and buy a racetrack. A whole entire racetrack? They just chose to buy yep. a whole fucking racetrack. Well, uh reason that they bought this racetrack was because it was Road Atlanta, which had the longest straight in motor racing in the United States at the time. Okay. Do you remember how I said they were, they, that they were pilots? Yeah. Yes? So, oh were, no, I see where you're going with this. Oh no! Are they going to use it as their airport for their drug planes? That's exactly what they did. Oh no! This is very much like you know alleged and stuff, but they are in jail, so you know whatever. They would fly two planes, one on the top and one below. Top plane would fly. Uh, along the road and then the bottom plane would land but because they were flying above each other the radar would only pick up one plane you see uh oh okay that's some sneaky shit right there so these guys aren't just walking yeah. around with their duffel bag of money they've got some smarts with it okay so when the car I'll, show, I'll send you a picture of the car as it was used by them. So this is the first car that they bought with their duffel bag of money uh, for they had, Le Mans. They bought three cars and they painted them, they painted them the same. Oh, so, the, uh, so all three of them... There's a lot of stickers on this car. There's like a shell sticker and a, the big number 41. Are they all a big number 41 with a shell sticker? But that was the that was the car in the paint color that it was in when they were when they were when they went to the mall. Oh, okay. Because this is a famous car. It won the mall. Yeah, it won. It won the mall. So, so car people are like, "Hey, that's a good car." Yeah. Yeah. So this is what they painted it as when they had it. Okay. No, it's not the one that they. It's probably one of the other three, but whatever. That's semantics. What are you not seeing on that car? What am I not seeing on the, this car? Compared to the previous picture. What are you not seeing? Uh, It's not painted in gold. Um, Sponsorship. Oh. Oh, you're right there. Okay, so there's a lot of stickers on this car. And I guess I didn't quite pay attention to the fact that there are, none of these stickers are actually sponsorship stickers. Okay, yeah. So that means yeah. that they're not getting paid for any of this stuff. They're just using their own money? Their drug money? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except they didn't, like, operate like a normal race team at all. So when the car was being restored, but so the picture that I sent you, the DEA picture, uh -huh. that's not 
actually like real. Is this from a movie? So, no, it's not from a movie. It was a prank. Oh no! Did someone know so, about their drug antics and they were like, "Hey, you know, it would be hysterical if we no, no, freaked so out the millionaires when the, with." When, when they got arrested, the car got seized, right? Yeah. Was then restored and put in the in the, in the, in the museum. However, it was still allowed the the person who donated it, like, you know, I'll have this car sometimes, you know, to go racing and stuff. So they had was at a track day, and a friend of this guy was like, "You know, I want to be really funny. I'm gonna make him think that I've seized his car." <laughs> so he hired, like, he hired. Like some actors from somewhere, and he got them to wear the DEA, the DEA out form, and he was like, "Seize that car." That's such a dick move. So yeah, I mean that's hilarious to- because these guys are drug dealers and spending their money in very stupid ways. But that's also hilarious that someone decided that, like, you know, I'm just gonna spend the money. I'm gonna spend the money to hire an actor and. <laughs> Fucking have them walk by in a DEA jacket to freak them out. Yeah. So, back to sponsorship, if I may. Yeah. And funding. So, when the car was being stored, they found a bottle, like a, a hole in the in the car. Oh, no. And they said, they, they phoned the people up. They said, what is this bottle for? What's this hole for? And they said, oh, that's why we put the nitrous. They, they were going to, like, Daytona. Uh-huh. And they would, in qualifying, they would do a completely blistering lap around Daytona. And then as the engine, as it got to the end of the line, it would just die. The, car, the, the engine would just explode. Oh, safe. Just, Sounds good. They just, they Quality just, car. Well, because they they used so they used so much nitrous on it, but it was like it just it would explode. So That's not how you're supposed to race. Yeah. So then they would just put another engine in the car. Forty thousand dollars for a new engine. This is just before any sort of racing regulations existed. <laughs> Well, that's the point. They didn't give a shit. They just don't give a flying fuck. They're just using their goddamn drug money and just keeping up. Do they even care? It's like, is the car thing just a front or did they legitimately just want to race? Well, yeah, so so they didn't have any sponsors, right? But they knew that this would be very suspicious. So what they did was they would hire models, like, you know, professional models and stuff, uh-huh. to walk around the pit with perfume bottles, spraying the people with perfume. Where the fuck And they would claim that that was their sponsor. That their sponsor was perfume? Yeah. I love these men. They have the stupidest and most, like, all of this the entire time I've just been thinking, oh... That's just so crazy. 
it just might work. <laughs> well, yeah. So they did racing. They bought a lot of more cars and whatever. But in 1982, the other brother, who was kind of like not actually that good at like racing. Wait, is this is this the third brother that we don't know his name, yeah. or is this? No, his name was Dale. Dale. Oh my God, Dale! Hi, I love you. You don't. Oh no. Dale, what have you done to break my heart already? He went to Indianapolis 500, right? Yeah. And he caused a ginormous crash. Oh, no. See, I've been to the Indy 500 and crashes are the best part. <laughs> they are fun. They are so much fun to watch. Yeah. Except he crashed before the starting line. Oh, no. <laughs> Dale, you dumbass. Their father was called Dick Whittington. <laughs> I, I was, Just I was the like, name Dick. I'm I, like, oh, that's kind of funny. But Dick Whittington. Well, yeah, because they were the Whittington brothers. So, well, no, I've, Dick well, Whittington. Story, like, there needs to be someone called Dick Whittington in this story. Oh, there absolutely because, does need to be named someone named Dick Whittington in this story. I feel like uh, overall, I feel like Dick needs to be the the patriarch of of this whole scheme because that just sounds like a rich asshole name. Would you like to know how big this this drug dealing thing was? Oh, please do tell. That drug dealing operation total take. $300 million. God damn. Over how many years? Five years-ish. Five years, because they made was... $300 million. Yeah. Over, <laughs> over just fact, driving around with a car fact, and being like, yeah, we're race car drivers. No, you're not. You you use your fucking racetrack as a, as, a, as a little scheme to land your planes at. Oh, my God. God, that's so fucking sneaky. Would you like to know about someone else? Sure. This man makes the Whittington brothers look like amateurs. Oh no, what who's who is this man? Randy Lehner. So Randy Lehner was way more connected. Than the Whittington brothers. He. Uh, he. Started. Racing. In 1982. Like professionally. Okay. And. In 1984. He founded the. Blue Thunder racing team. With the Whittingtons. They were, they, they were in this Thunder. together. Sounds like Would a... you like to know why this name is so funny? Because it sounds like a bad sex toy? Yeah, but also... <laughs> but also what? Why is the real so reason? They were... So, the Whittington brothers used planes, right? Mm-hmm. Randy Lane used boats. Oh, wait. He, how did boats. he use boats? 
Because like the planes made sense because you can use a racetrack as as the uh, the are, runway. They 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 they, they all lived in Fort in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Which is like was the closest place to like the Bahamas. Okay. Which is where the dogs came from. So the police were using boats to chase these boats. It's like a bad they were made spy by... movie. <laughs> oh, there is a movie. It's terrible. Oh, good. Called Speed Kills. It's about it's by John Travolta. No, not John Travolta. It's gonna be so bad. Okay, no, continue. Police are chasing him on boats. I'm getting a sidetracked. Yes. Yeah, so the boats. Who would be the boats that were being used to chase these boats that were made by a man called, I'm going to, you probably know how to pronounce this guy's name because he was a lot. So when they made the film, they called him Aronov. Yeah, because it was, uh, it was, it wasn't W, it was V at the end because they were like, well, we don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, so we're going to give him a different name. Aronov. Yeah, so they went. So the boats that were being used, that were built by this guy, Don Aronov, uh, were called the Blue Thunderboats. So he's just fucking taunting the police by naming his racing cars the Blue Thunder Team? But wait, it gets better. Oh no. So these boats, these boats were catamaran boats, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had two hulls. And they were power boats, obviously. So it would be the most dick move thing to do in this situation. I'm going to send you a picture of their car. Oh no, I guarantee you that they're just taunting the police like an asshole. Yes, they're absolutely taunting the police like an asshole. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> They had one sponsor on their car. <laughs> the sponsor is Apache Power Boats. <laughs> yeah. And it, and you can't see the front, but the front of this car looks like a catamaran. I officially like... love Randy Laner because he's using his asshole drug money and spending it in the best possible way, which is just being a dick. <laughs> Oh, but wait. What do you mean, but wait? So, they didn't just spend the money on racing cars. Oh, no. He owned four houses. That seems like a standard amount of houses for any one human being. But they didn't... So they would fill... notice Notice the plural... In this sentence, okay? They would fill their houses, hot tubs, with champagne. That, uh, I don't like that. That feels so sticky. That feels, I hate that. That's one, that's a waste of champagne. But two, so sticky. You'd sit in that and you'd be sticky. Rich people do dumb things. No wealthy didn't give a shit. The wealthy don't give any flying fucks, and that's the entirety of this podcast. Like, the the whole of this podcast is just explaining to people that the wealthy give absolutely no fucks if they are sticky or not. <laughs> hmm. Or if they have a horse. 
Or if they have a horse. That's throwing parties. Oh, by the way, he won the race that he entered. Oh, good. He won IMSA. With the catamaran boat? Yeah. Oh, man. Rich people do not deserve the things that they get. Especially for the fact that they definitely came by all that money illegally. (laughs) Oh, okay. George, I'm calling it. I'm cutting it off. If you tell me anything else about dumb car facts, I'm just, I'm going to become hysterical because these people are all morons. They're all so stupid. They don't deserve the money that they have. Ferrari is dumb. I can't believe people bought a racetrack so they could just have their drug planes going down. Oh, but... So... Do you remember Don Alanoff? Uh-huh. He was murdered. Oh! By... By Randy Lehner. What? Oh, by... So... So... He wasn't murdered by Randy Lehner. But Randy Lehner hired a dude to hit him? No, he was an associate of the person who murdered him. That's weird. That's super weird. Okay, calling it no more, no more. George, thank you so much for coming on to the show. You've brought so many fucking ridiculous topics. You did a very good job of finding the essence that is this show of just... Rich people doing so many stupid things. They're doing so many stupid things to cars and horses. And 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 so I'm just going to go ahead and do our sign off here, which was thank you, everybody, for listening to Outrageously Unnecessary. I'm so glad that you were here to listen to George talk about so many goddamn stupid things and for me to talk about a horse that wore a very rare purple robe and became a senator in the year 37 A.D., um, cool. if you like what we do, uh, go ahead and find us on Twitter. We are at Oh Unnecessary Pod. Uh, uh, please go ahead and go on to iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on and give us a good review or comment to us. Send us an email at outrageouslyunnecessary at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I respond to everybody on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever. And then our Instagram that I mentioned earlier is outrageously unnecessary. And you can see all of the photos that uh, George and I were swapping back and forth during this episode. So, George, want to say goodbye? Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.